You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. I'm Grant McCauley. He is Jake Mastriani, and we come to you after an unfortunate 4-1 loss to the Los Angeles Dodgers, but that almost seems secondary on a night that was so packed with emotions and included the return of Freddie Freeman to Truist Park for the first time as a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers. It was his club picking up a win in Game 1 of this series, but that was just one of the many stories and the many things that we saw on this night, we're going to talk about it all here on the postcast. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and enable alerts so you'll get notifications whenever we drop a new episode. And make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, I've been to a lot of baseball games. I've covered a lot of baseball games. I've been to a lot of press conferences. And I don't think that I've ever seen a night that was as full of raw emotion as this one was. And again, not to downplay a Braves loss, which clearly is not the outcome the team wanted, but this was a night that felt a little bit bigger than just a baseball game. Yeah, it was. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, as a fan, everything surrounds the game and what happens in the game and the results. This is one of those day days where that just isn't the case. This was bigger than a game. This was a, a player who is an icon, a legend in the Atlanta Braves organization. And we can get into the, the details of more of, you know, what all happened, but he expected to be here for his entire career. He did a lot of great things for this team, this organization. Uh, this was this to me was bigger than a game. I would have loved to win, but I think this was just big to get past this. And I hope we have gotten past it, all the emotion that we had. I'm sure it'll continue a little bit throughout the weekend. But from a game perspective, fan perspective, I'm looking forward to just kind of the next game and, and moving on past this because this needed to happen. But this yep. was bigger than the game. This was this was uh, this was beyond the game uh, and what happened Friday night. And I think this is one of the reasons why we connect so viscerally with sports is that you can see when somebody truly cares about what's going on. And I know that we don't need to recap the entire saga of how Freddie Freeman ended up in Los Angeles. I think at this point, we pretty much know most of the particulars of that. How exactly it did happen in those final few hours or days of the negotiations that we know did not end up with Freddie Freeman re-signing with Atlanta. That's a story we continue, I think, to find out a little bit more and more and more about as time has gone on. But I want to kind of put all that off to the side and tell you from firsthand experience of being in that room with Freddie Freeman, who came in and then had to stop, apologize, leave the room, come back five or seven or eight minutes later, and then really struggle emotionally to get through a press conference. I can tell you this much right now, whether you are a fan of Freddie Freeman for life, whether you are disenfranchised with him because he's now wearing a Dodgers uniform, wherever you fall on that spectrum, that's perfectly okay because as a fan, that is your choice. You buy the tickets, you buy the merchandise, and you, know, you, you cheer for and you boo who you want to. But I can tell you this, there was a raw and vulnerable man standing on that platform or sitting at that table and really pouring out his heart of how much he does care and has cared about his time with the Braves. And I thought that the culmination of his legacy not being written in Atlanta, it is unfortunate. But I think you said it best there, Jake. You know, this was a night that needed to happen so that hopefully he can move through it. You know, the, the Braves can move through it. The Dodgers, I'm sure, want to move through it. Yeah. And Braves fans as well also want to be able to at least punctuate this chapter and move forward and allow the time to do the thing that it does, which hopefully is heal and allow everybody to, to move forward and 
you know, meet in October. I mean, that ultimately, mm -hmm. I think, is where these two clubs want to see each other the most, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about just this, the moment and what you witnessed and how it's like nothing you've ever seen. You know, I wasn't there, but just watching all the pregame stuff and it is like nothing I've ever seen. I can't think of anything in comparison. You know, you, you think about it, the Albert Pujols separation from the Cardinals, that was big, but he went to an American League team. They didn't, you know, see each other immediately after like this. So this, this was different. And uh, look, I'm watching the pregame stuff uh, with, with my wife, who obviously is not as in tune to this. And she said exactly what you were kind of talking about with the Dodgers perspective is how do his teammates feel? Because this yeah. is the guy who you can very clearly see still wants to be a part of this organization or wishes he was. I'm sure, you know, he's yeah. moved on to that part of it now, but it's a guy who clearly thought he would always be here in Atlanta, wanted to be here in Atlanta. Some unfortunate situation, circumstances happened in those negotiations that didn't allow that to happen. But it's just very clear and obvious from where Freddie stands on this. He wanted to be with the Atlanta Braves. So you can argue he should have taken more uh, you know, hold of those negotiations, yeah. and he probably still would be here. But bottom line, that's where his heart is. That's where he wanted to be. You could show that or you could see that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the raw emotion that you talk about. And that's what made Freddie Freeman such a lovable player, lovable human being. And again, we talk about this night and how it goes beyond the game. Freddie Freeman goes beyond the game. It's the stuff he did outside the lines more so that made him such a, a lovable figure in Atlanta and why I will always, you know, cherish the time he had here. I'll always, you know, love and respect him as a player because of the person that he is. And you can just see that, that raw emotion from him. That's just the type of guy he is and hugging everybody that got to first base. I mean, uh, again, he's just one of the nicest guys I've ever seen in this sport. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you this, just as a, a media member who began covering Freddie Freeman, I mean, I saw him when he was down in Rome. I saw him come through the ranks and, you know, show up at Turner Field at the end of the year when they'd honored their, you know, top minor leaguers. And then, you know, I saw him when I returned to Atlanta and, and spent more time around the team beginning in, in 2013. I kind of watched this guy grow up and, you know, he's not altogether that much younger than I am, but there is a little bit of difference. But, you know, over time, we got to spend, you know, a, a quite a few years to kind of get to know each other, at least on a, a rudimentary basis. I certainly didn't travel with the team to the degree that a lot of the other Braves media members did. But when Freddie was done with that press conference, he came over, acknowledged every one of us and, and gave us a hug. And that's the first Freddie hug that I've received. And mm -hmm. I think that it was just important to him to communicate to the people who were part of his life for so long. And that includes and that extends far beyond the media, by the way. That extends to everybody that was uh, present at Truist Park, everybody that has you know, taken an active interest in the Atlanta Braves and his career over time. And, and really, you could just tell by Freddie's words. And I think they spoke very loudly and very clearly that he does care very much about his time with the Braves. And, you know, hindsight being what it is, you know, maybe it could have turned out differently. But I don't want us to get too lost on this on a night that was much about Freddie Freeman, but also included a baseball game. And the Atlanta Braves did play in that game. So let's talk a little bit about that, and then we'll wrap things up. And, of course, we'll preview what will probably be a little bit easier, but probably still an emotional weekend for Freddie Freeman, the Braves, and perhaps the Dodgers as well, who I'm sure would also like to close this chapter and begin writing a new one with their first baseman uh, firmly entrenched in Dodger blue at this point. It was game number 72 of the year for the Braves, the opener of the three-game set against the Dodgers. L.A. improves to 44-25, and 25, four runs, nine hits, an error, nine men left on base. Braves dropped to 41-31, and 31, a single run on six hits, no errors, and six men left aboard. Ian Anderson uh, just wasn't sharp in this game as he's tagged with the loss, drops to six and, floor, six and four. 
Julio Urias, though, he was very sharp in this game. He started to, I think, maybe break out in a, in a pretty good lather by the end of it, so maybe he was having a little bit of trouble, but he was able to grit his teeth, grin and bear it, and improve to 5-6 and six on the year with a very quality start from him. Our old friend Craig Kimbrell slammed the door, save number 13. Uh, so that's just another one of the many shades of Braves and Dodgers crossover in this rivalry. Game lasted three hours, nine minutes. A sellout crowd of 42,105 were on hand to see it. And they were very much in appreciation of Freddie Freeman when he got his World Series ring before the game. I don't want to get too far gone without talking about that. That was an incredible moment, Jake. It was a moment that really was the, I think, the one that everyone had been anticipating and waiting for. And that crowd there was very much in appreciation of Freddie's you know, commitment to the Braves, his contribution to the Braves. And, you know, it doesn't get any bigger than winning a World Series. And Freddie was a huge part of the team accomplishing something it's only done four times in the franchise's history and hadn't done in a quarter century. Yeah, it's something I talked about here last night. You know, I wanted to see that. Uh, I hope that the fans would show that appreciation. I think they did that and, and did it loudly. Um, you know, not only in the ring ceremony, his first at bat as well, which I love, you know, cheered 45 second to a minute standing ovation and then give him a little boo as he, he steps into the batter's box. So I thought all of that was perfect. I thought the Braves fans there handled it very well and showed Freddie Freeman the love that he deserves. And this was a night for some of that love. And when going forward, everyone understands how sports works, how being a fan works. He's wearing a Dodgers uniform. He is going to get booed in the future. He'll still get his cheers. He'll have still have people that are, you know, kind of you know rooting for him in different ways. It just changes a little bit. All change doesn't have to be bad, but it's certainly different right now. And it was good to see that Freddie got the acknowledgement and the respect and the love from the Braves fan base there in attendance at Truist Park that he was certainly trying to extend to the fans to let them know how much he loved his time in Atlanta. Uh, so we will kind of put a, a, a bow on the Freddie Freeman discussion, talk a little bit about what happened in this game, what did not go right in this game. Before we do that, though, I want to let you know that betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news and odds, including all the MLB action and the latest fighting news from MMA to UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Starting the game for the Braves on this night was Ian Anderson, and it wasn't a good one for him. He wasn't sharp early. He worked himself into a major jam. Uh, kudos to Ian for only allowing the two runs in the first, and then he kind of settled in. But then in the fifth, the wheels started to come off again. Four runs overall, um, all of them earned on six hits. He walked four batters. Struck out six, allowed a home run, and I just kind of described this as kind of just an up-and-down start for him, or maybe it was down, up, and then down again for him. He just couldn't find the consistency, Jake. I just didn't see it on this night. Yeah, I give him a little bit of pass, and I feel like I've had to do that a lot this year with Ian Anderson, but that first inning, you know, the emotions are, are obviously high there. You know, you walked Freddie Freeman, I believe, on five pitches, uh, walked Freddie Freeman twice in this game, also struck him out in between there, but... Yeah. You know, I could kind of understand the emotions being a, a little bit high there from the Braves side of things, but he did kind of settle in. And then it was that third time through the order again. Trey yep. Turner came up starting off that fifth inning, got ahead of him 0-2 with a couple of fastballs, but then couldn't put him away. You know, he got on as Trey Turner always does against the Braves and then just kind of lost that command again, walked Freddie Freeman. Um, so, yeah, it was a little bit, like you said, maybe down, up, down in this one for Ian Anderson, who has had his struggles and had his ups and downs throughout this season for the Braves. So, uh, again, he's kind of in the situation where Charlie Morton has. I think Charlie Morton's starting to come out of that where mm -hmm. I need to see Ian string together three or four good starts to really start feeling more comfortable uh, and where I can trust him. 
Yeah, Ian taking the loss, dropped to six and four. Uh, as far as the Braves' offense is concerned, they really couldn't string together a lot in this game. Give credit to Urias, who was very tough on the Braves. Uh, Dansby Swanson did finish the night two for four, though. He's upped his batting average to 305 as he just continues to stay absolutely red hot, just unable to get a rally going for Atlanta. In fact, you had Ronald Acuna Jr. back at the top of the order after the day off. He was two for three, had a walk, scored a run. He was thrown out trying to steal a base. That was unfortunate. He had the play beat, just came off the bag. And, you know, that was just one of those things where and it was in the first inning as well, where Ronald walked to lead off the game. He got that embrace from Freddie Freeman and then had thrown out trying to steal. It was one of those nights for the Braves. A lot of emotions and then a lot of things that just did not quite go their way when it came time to play this game. On the other side of the, the Freddie Freeman coin, of course, is Matt Olson. He was two for three, had a double his 29th of the year, knocked in the only Braves run of this game as he scored Acuna on a sacrifice fly. That's pretty much all she wrote, though, for the Braves' offense, as those three men accounted for all six of the Atlanta hits on this day. If you are curious, and I would imagine that you are, Freddie Freeman, one for three, two walks, as Jake mentioned, scored a couple of runs, and, of course, scored himself a very nice ring in the pregame ceremony. So, all in all, a good night for Freddie in his return and for his team in this 4-1 victory over the Braves, which means Atlanta has some work to do in Game 2 of the series. It comes your way on Saturday night. It is a big Fox national game. It'll be Max Fried on the mound for the Braves, 7-2 with a 2.77 ERA. Mitch White is going to get the start for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who had to place Andrew Heaney on the disabled list, or the injured list, rather. Uh, Mitch White will be making his fifth start. He's got a 1-1 record in nine appearances overall, 3.86 ERA. Uh, Dodgers not immune to injuries this season either, Jake, as they have looked at you know, having Clayton Kershaw down for a while. Walker Bueller's going to be down for a while. They don't have Dustin May. They just lost Mookie Betts to a cracked rib. I mean, this is a club that, despite having to, you know, go through all of these things, is built to win. And with 44 wins under their belt this year, they're just going to turn it to Mitch White and hope that he can give them a start that makes it competitive and keeps the Dodgers in this game and gives them a chance to win a series. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you, you obviously know the Dodgers are one of the deepest teams in all of baseball and have been for years, and it's why they are so successful. So it's that next man up mentality. And Look, I think the Braves are a very deep team this mm -hmm. year as well. You look at the lineup they put out there the other day on Thursday, just unloading the bench, and they go out and put up seven runs. So I think both yeah. these teams are very deep and built for the postseason. Like you said, hopefully we see that again. But this is a game, even with Andrew Heaney out there, where you circled with your ace on the mound. You knew yep. you knew Friday night would be an emotional game. You know, not really, you know, sh shocked at the Braves lost. That certainly was the game I thought they could have won, but you were looking for your ace to kind of settle things down on Saturday regardless, and that's what you're going to need him to do after dropping game one of this series. Seven, really good shutout innings against the Dodgers earlier this season. Hopefully he can pick back up right there where he left off. And the Dodgers offense, you know, knock on wood, hasn't been great lately outside of that series they had yeah. in Cincinnati where, you know, you score, uh, you know, you score a lot of runs there pretty easily. So hopefully Max can take advantage of that. And like you said, the injuries – that they have, and the Braves can pick up a win and even the series back up. Yeah, you mentioned the earlier start against the Dodgers for Max Fried, and of course he grew up being a, a Dodger fan and idolizing Sandy Koufax. So from one lefty to another, I would say that Sandy probably approves of the way Max has been pitching, especially lately. His last time out against the Giants, he was pitching some great baseball into the eighth inning, and the Braves won on that night. And in fact, you always want to win on a night that Max Fried pitches, and if he can dial up another one of those performances – it would go a long way towards helping the Braves even up this series at a game apiece. Again, it's Max Fried seeking his eighth win of the year. He's 7-2, and 277 the ERA. Mitch White, the spot starter for the Dodgers, 1-1 one one with a 386. It's a 7.15 p.m. Eastern time first pitch at Truist Park as the Braves and Dodgers meet in game two of this three-game series after a very emotional 
opening contest, which saw Freddie Freeman return to Atlanta in Dodger blue, receive his World Series ring, address the fans, and visit Truist Park for the first time as a member of the opposition. So kind of a surreal night, an emotional night, a very different night than I think I've ever experienced at a ballpark. And I think it's time to maybe put a bow on this one, move ahead into the rest of the weekend, and see how the Braves fare against the Dodgers in the remainder of this series. Thanks for joining us here on the Locked On Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Subscribe on YouTube. Make sure that you hit the bell for the notifications to be let, uh, to get the alerts every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, your final score was the Braves uh, losing this game to the Dodgers by a 4-1 score. We look forward to talking to you soon on the Braves postcast. And until then, so long, everyone.